all right, let's do this. I'm tired. Oh, <laughs> welcome. Just had a cigarette. I'm coming down from it already. Oh, Kyle Radio, season three. And I have a surprise for everyone in the room. We're allowed to swear. Yeah. What? We can fucking say whatever the fuck we want. Oh, oh, gonna, that was going to be one of my first things to say to you. I was like, <laughs> let me just get it all out of my system. Hell damn ass kings. Yeah. Wait, why can we say Because this episode will not be on uh, WRCT. Why not? I don't know. Because it's you guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. We're, we're too good for that station. Exactly. Okay, good. Plus, there's a whole backlog of our shit they haven't played anyway. And I don't know if we're... That's I think Matt's name. looking at finding another radio station in Seattle or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I've always that. preferred Seattle radio stations. <laughs> fuck the other place. Nice one, Seattle. Seattle, you're cool. We like you. Yeah. No, uh, a running joke. Uh, it's been, we're trying to remember, like, the call letters of the radio station, it's like W-R-C-T, and so I tried to think of like an acronym, and the only one I could think of was White Rights for Children of Tomorrow. <laughs> <coughs> I was like, I don't think we can keep using that one. I think yeah. that's going to bring us some unwanted attention. Well, they shouldn't be using it in the first place. <laughs> it's, just, it's right there. <laughs> that's a terrible thing for a radio station. So. Alright, so going around the horn, uh, we have me, Aaron, <clears throat> and Audrey, who has not been on uh, episodes in a little while. Yeah, sorry. It's all right. And in the studio... <laughs> no, I've got you beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, right. Know, know. You might recognize one of these voices, the once and future king of Colorado Radio, Tom Giles, of, of Wretch and Worship Pain. Yeah. And for the first time... Well, I couldn't... I didn't know that. <laughs> significant amount of overlap between those two bands. And for the first time, I think, right... Tom right. Smith, Tom Giles and Tom Smith, both members of Wretch, the only two members of Wretch. I was once a member, but they kicked me out so that everyone in the band would be named Tom. <laughs> Not so true story. About it. True story. Not exactly so what happened. <laughs> You're the only member who's left. Uh, no, Matt left of his own volition as well. Well, what we've um, tried to do is we wanted you to legally change your name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we you know with like two T's, I guess. Yeah, of course we'd have to like sort that out, but uh, yeah. You, that was like an A. You couldn't procre- You couldn't. You couldn't produce your birth certificate and the proper documentation. Yeah, doing it from Japan, changing your name from Japan is very difficult. Ask us your questions then. Showing the straightforward nature that made yeah, made us I, want I him as host. <laughs> you probably all missed from Tom's drive. Yeah. Uh, Giles? I'm Giles. sure. Well, let's go back to the beginning of Wretch. Well, no, like, uh, not the beginning. You guys just released an album. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> tell us about the album. Tom, you do the boring part, and I'll do the interesting part. <laughs> okay. Um, Keep it short, buddy. Keep it short. We've got all the time in the world. No, we don't. Yeah, we make, we make Aaron edit the shit out of this. Um, no, I don't, that's the best part about not having to worry about swearing. So I don't have to Oh, I just dropped the out. S-bomb. And nobody is showing really loud. Yeah, so and I don't good. give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, last episode we recorded with Adam and Jared, we didn't have anything to talk about, so we just made fun of Matt the whole time. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> We'd be like, wait, wait, hold on, Matt's calling me. Hi, guys, it's me, Matt. <laughs> you know, we just talk like that the whole time. I remember that last episode where I was in that you both went to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just looked at me and said, 
You both, yeah, you did look at Tom. There, there's a chance I was in the bathroom. You're we holding each other's junk. No, that was, that was, well, you know. But no, me and Jason uh, absolutely destroyed his bathroom, oh, yeah. I believe, the last time. Which might explain her absence from the last few episodes. <laughs> That's why I had you want to come. But back to the Wretch album. Uh, go on, Tom Smith. Oh, or, or start. Uh, so, it's called Anathema, and it's, we recorded it in December, and... Two days. Two days. December. Two days. Two members. Two, two days. members. Banged it out. Uh, like, really, really fucking hammered it out in yeah. two days, because it's nine tracks. Where'd you record it? At Studio Crew? Uh, Studio Chaos. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. So yeah, where we used to record record this very show. Yeah, it was Taka. Yeah. Actually, actually yeah, yeah, Taka. Yeah, uh, we did... Your ABC. Record with him. Actually, kind of funny you said about crew because a year before that we recorded an EP of five tracks that we had at the time. Right. Uh, Mass you? Homicide, I believe. No, no, no. no. Between, no. like after Mass Homicide. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, recorded yeah, yeah. bass on that, didn't you? I did. Record bass. On yeah. It, yeah. What is that? Thank you. Audrey. Cards. I'm so sorry. Are you playing solitaire? Won't we record? <laughs> 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 it's not my, I'm, I'm fine, sorry. Like, I, I turn on the my short phone. answer is yes, I am playing solitaire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. And I'm fucking winning, so shut the fuck not, up. Not, <laughs> not to get sidetracked, so like, we, we recorded it at. We recorded it with Taka at Chaos over two days. Um, at the, in the downstairs studio? Like, yeah, where yeah, we yeah, walk yeah. in? So it was. High quarters. Yeah, so we basically did the drum tracks with a rough guitar track over it. Scratch and then, track. Yeah. Smart. And then we... Then that took basically the whole of the first day, but I also did the bass parts the first day as well. Um, and then the next day, I spent a lot of the morning, uh, and through no fault of Tacker at all, just trying to find a guitar sound, because I think for the guitar sound that I use now live, it's like a combination of an HM2 and a Super Overdrive, which are basically... HM2 is the entombed pedal, as everyone calls it, and the Super Overdrive is because Chuck Schuldiner used it from death. And I think as live it sounds as a mix, but I think on the record we just, um, just because of the like the language difference. Uh, Which guitar I, did you use for a recording? The same one you. I used the the Jackson Randy Rhodes. Ah uh, yes. Which is now gone, unfortunately. What what happened to it? It got sold. Um, as, as a lot of these but um, his harem can only be so big you yeah, can't it, see it but it, it looks really sad yeah well, I, I was actually kind of sad when the guy picked it up no, it's, but, it's um, you and Joel you guys go through guitars uh, like yeah, underwear and, 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 yeah and, and that you keep it for like four years and then you, well, only, you only have ten at once before that as, as Tom was just about to say like we actually whilst you were in Wretch as well we recorded I think five songs we did yeah. that at crew. Yeah, I, I remember but recording. We never yeah. that never came to light because of various things. You could just say my recording was garbage. You can just say it. Uh, actually, it was it not. It wasn't you. actually you that was <laughs> the, uh, the garbage. You are not the that. problem. <laughs> like I, I, I still have those tracks. That is a releasable effort. But at the time, Tom and I were kind of. So we do the singing now, mm. and at the time. I don't think either of her, either of us had the confidence to actually get up because, like, the death metal singing, like that style, 
it's kind of like it's quite imposing. It's like I can't do that. Have you ever had you ever done vocals before? No, God no, because it, it takes mm, Tom you... Smith. I'm assuming it's the same for mm, you. Actually, I um, we, we tried once or twice, right? No, but actually, before I moved to Japan, uh, I was in a project uh, called Amputee, and the and with that band, I took a stab at vocals. Uh, there's one song, one of the like the easiest song that we ever wrote. It was like pretty heavy, but like straightforward and that one I was able to play and sing at the same time but that was like the only experience I've ever did you attempted perform or just record it was that that band we were just kind of recording and meeting in the studio there, there was so that was that was just a two-person project but we never took it outside of the studio, whereas Wretch, uh, I think one of the main things with us not wanting to release that those five tracks is that uh, once we knew Mark was going to leave, then we we just thought to ourselves, okay, well, it's not going to... Whatever we do, we're not going to sound like him, uh, no matter what happens, if we get another person or whatever. We don't... Right. We, we never wanted to release something that... We that would not s- feel the same on the stage. Well, I'm going to slightly correct you here, and I hope. Um, there's mean, other reasons, so I, that's I, one. I, of I us. hope you don't mind. At the time, we didn't know Mark was going to leave when that was recorded, but um, I'm going to be try and be as diplomatic as I can. Like, which taxes him. Yeah, God. He's not God. a naturally diplomatic person. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, in the, everyone in the room is nodding in unison. <laughs> um, the I think one of the things about that rec- doing that recording was like because because um, I did the actual recording and I did the like mixing as well. Um, I I have a theory with recording that, and it comes from like the older stuff that I used to record. Uh, which is a lot less metal and is like more based around having mistakes, things like that in it, uh, which you obviously can't have on like a death slash black metal album. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the massive problems I had, and I think it helped us immensely uh, having that recording, was that like Mark clearly showed that he wasn't fully committed to producing like. I, don't, I mean, I mean, the words that everyone uses is commit producing a product. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had, I ended up with like six tracks of his vocals. Oh, and you were and trying to patch them together into one decent yeah. product. Yeah, and like, I mean, some of it was really good. Like, I don't want to disparage his performance because he could lay something out, but he couldn't be consistent. Mm. And so, and that's what we found live as well was, you know, there were bits where... We had had conversations where it was like, um, I like this part in this song, I wrote this fucking song, and what I really would like you to do to accentuate like the heavy part of this song is to do this. Um, so for example, uh, we called it Cobalt. Um, the yeah, yeah, there was a bit in that uh, where I used to say to him, like, no, like, this part you need to do this. Like, no, 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 no. And I remember after, like, because we played that for, like, four months. And then when we actually came to record it, he said, like, I just don't have any idea what you mean. And I was like, well, dude, now we're in the fucking studio recording, spending money. 
like now is not the time to be saying I don't know what you mean so I literally we I went home I recorded the vocal for him and then we went back and he was like I just can't get it and it was like well did you practice it because like for recording I go home and I practice a hell of a lot like you can't come into this and just be freewheeling it but I, I think although he probably wouldn't admit it he might who knows he basically did want to freewheel it like every performance everything like you hear some of the live performances and you actually listen to them back to back he essentially doesn't sing the same vocal anytime yeah I believe that like so and that's frustrating when it's like I wrote this song and I actually do want it to sound like this and it never sounds like that so now as a two piece like you're singing and Tom is singing as well mm. uh, how like you, you never sung while doing drums well I, I said I did it I attempted it before and I know I knew, I knew <laughs> that like I could at a very basic level perhaps do it you could but, holler while drumming. Yeah, I mean, get to the drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he turns up his guitar so loud, so <laughs> to, to drown like, me out. Looking at like uh, like cue cards, it's just ah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, Giles goes just another beer. Uh, Audrey, you were asking, so you've never. So I, I you had never. I I never done it on stage. Never for sure. I've had never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> never have had ever done. Never, never had never had you ever. <laughs> I'm French. I don't know the right sentence it's for okay. that. Uh, so. <laughs> I've left the room and you still haven't got a sentence out. Come on. Never on stage. Uh, so once we decided to do it ourselves, it was we really had to explore like. Tom would, you know, be like, okay, well, I can definitely not sing while playing this riff, so have at it. Oh, and, wow. And, there there and was a lot of, like, I can't, I can't do that and sing at the same so that, that's time. How you guys which would... turned into, like, oh, neither can you. One of us is going to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, funny enough, like... Uh, that, and that's it, how you would divide the labor? Like, I, I just can't at this moment. You're going to have to sing yeah. during this spot. Yeah. But then, wow, funny enough, um, the interesting thing for me was, like, when we did Suffering, which you heard the initial riff for, which I right, originally right, came were... up as like, I just want to play something that's going to make it really hard for Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and we, end, we ended up speeding that up. And oh, I made mean, it even I, faster. Yeah, yeah, and like I actually, that was one of the songs I was just like, I can't sing over that. But then Tom was like, I can't sing over it either. And so I was like, well, okay. Yeah, we'll there's a lot of that song's in like three time, and so like... Dude, and we, we fucking played that song like 50 times through, just fucking it up every time. But then it just clicks after a bit. It was, yeah, that was weird, because going into recording that, I was like, here goes nothing. I barely have the song done, and and then, and then that's kind of the nice <clears throat> pressure of recording something. It's like okay, it's it's really now or never. And, yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is what this is happening now. I remember a, uh, a musician I knew in Athens uh, was in a B fifty twos cover band. Mm. Oh, nice. Uh, they would do yeah. They they would it was like the only gig she had that would actually pay her. You know, 
because you know they would do weddings and parties and things like that. Which yeah, sea yeah. animal was she? Uh, whoever <laughs> played. Was she a narwhal? <laughs> or a catfish? She, by a dogfish. she played the <laughs> piano and sang, which she also did for her own personal projects. Okay, so she was Kate. Uh, I believe so. Yes, yeah. and she would dress up and everything. But uh, she was complaining one day about how they're do- they're doing this other song and like. Everyone else's part was really easy, and they were getting on her case about not being ready. And she's like, "You don't understand. Like, I'm singing and playing the piano, and it's very difficult to do. It's it's a lot of." And she did like the patting your head and rubbing her stomach thing. <laughs> That's how she described like having to play something difficult and also sing over it. Well, you just rubbed your head and rubbed your stomach. So. Yeah, practice. As I'm saying, it's you not practice easy. Practice for this interview. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it wasn't until I had, this little, I had this little practice at home, and I come in here and you call me on my shit. It was a visual metaphor anyway. You could have just let it go by. It's not like the audience. Who do you think you're sitting with? (laughs) But my point is, it wasn't until I started trying to sing and play guitar at the same time that I realized how fucking hard it can be if you're if you're used to only doing one or the other. But have you ever tried playing the harp and singing at the same time? I've never even tried playing the harp. I've never even stood next to a harp except for like one time. Mm, I've touched the harp, but I didn't try singing whilst I was touching it. So. <laughs> I was at the symphony. They told me to go away. Yeah. Stop touching the harp. That's oh, difficult as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's a because few extra strings. Yes, uh, listeners probably don't know that Audrey once played the harp for eight years and was a champion swimmer. Yep. And was cursed out by a gypsy oh, in Marseille. <laughs> Is the harp what, and, what the, and the, the swimming related at all? <laughs> what what curse did you actually get? Really. You told me that once. Yeah, no, but like there is a woman in my city that cursed people. <laughs> is she the old cat lady? No, no, not really. She would give you like herbs, and if you don't, if you refuse to take the herb, then she, she would just bash like, you over the head with a No, she would just like <laughs> mumble a few gypsy words, and then you're like, but she would do that every day. <laughs> I am the passive aggressive gypsy. Please take these herbs. Actually, I'm allergic. <laughs> take the herbs. <laughs> And I curse you with withered legs. No, but she was like, doing that right, right by my apartment. I would go to university every day. And, and every day she would try to give me this. And I'd be like, no. Mm. And then she Same would, answer as yesterday, lady. <laughs> and then she would curse me like regularly like that. Like, a few times well, maybe it's like a positive, uh, negative and a negative. Like every time she cursed you, it just like canceled the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, yeah. didn't know that, <laughs> gypsy wanker. I curse, I curse you thinner. I curse your balls. It's like, stop touching my balls, dude. <laughs> what do you think this is a Stephen Start King to book? Think you don't actually know any curses. I yeah. just wanted to touch my balls. I curse you, make all your Lego sets fall down. It's like, what? I, I don't have Lego. What? <laughs> I've got Lego and I'm 80. But anyway, back to Anathema. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, enough about that. Let's yeah. let's promote our album and try yes. and get some people to buy it. Uh, first full-length <laughs> album, right? Yep. And uh, so I know of the five songs that were on the previous uh, uh, project. What else do you have on there? I don't know. It's not like, show me a CD and I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I think I can... Okay. And we're in my Mass house. Homicide. I think I have a copy somewhere. Mass Homicide. Vermin, uh, yeah. Mass, Mass Homicide was re-recorded because we had recorded it before on the original EP that we did, and we basically just wanted to do it again. Um, it's a fun song. Um, I think we. It like is a that, fun song. I, that yeah. was the hardest song to learn. Um, yeah, that's a difficult one. And that actually, but it is still one of my favorites. Yeah. Mass Homicide is an interesting one because Matt originally wrote it for Dark Horse. Mm. 
No. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Did. Yeah. Do, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't tax your brain with thinking about things that you can't remember. Um, <laughs> the, um, Shots fired. So he, <laughs> he wrote it for Dark Horse. <laughs> but he had. I don't think he had anywhere near playing it in the studio with Rich because Rich was already no, no, up no, no, to no, here no. with this. Yeah, you're not. You're, no, no. Let, let, tell the, let tell me, the thing. Tell the story. Spin and the yarn. He basically wrote this really long, really complicated structurally song. Yeah, wasn't that all roads and then dusk? No, it, it was a different one, and oh, it, the, it was the, the one that I the had one a big with the problem. Lyrics. Yes. Yeah, it was the one I, I was there a... for that one. Matt would play me that often when we would he go was out so proud of it. Yeah, and I, I had a big problem with that because it, it's like the one thing I'm kind of uh, happy with that we don't do. We kind of don't deal, we don't touch religion, if I remember correctly. No, there's no, like, religious stuff on here, because I kind of think that's bullshit and overdone. You did, you did. But he, that one was also about, if I remember correctly, like, abducting a woman, stabbing her and raping her and stuff, and I was like, I'm not okay with that either. What the fuck? What? Oh, those were, well... No, wait, 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 just wait a fucking second. The original lyrics were about that. Well, it was no, a story. The original of... song was, but this is the thing: when Rich came back from his like internment on a boat <laughs> for three uh, for like three to four months because yeah. he was in the navy. Yeah, let's get some of these names uh, cleared up. So before Rich was Rich, uh, yeah. it was Dark Corpse. Mm. Uh, both Tom Smith and Tom Giles were uh, the drummer and bassist, respectively. Uh, Matt Ketchum, founder of Kala, was a guitar player, and the Rich was the uh, frontman. I, d- yeah. I just want to get that right. Who wrote these lyrics? Well, Matt. Matt originally wrote them in a place of just kind of like let's let's make this very extreme. Oh yeah, but, it's so extreme to talk about rape. Well, tell that to like a million bands on Severed Records. It's like. It's, I, I think it's like a thing that's overdone and it's also one of those things where it, it's I, just I like believe it's, it, it's bullshit the lyrics were telling a story from the perspective of like some drunk hillbilly psychopath yeah yeah, which, which is, is which is itself kind of played out uh, the yeah. whole idea of a psychopath hillbilly it was so not really ever interesting to me personally but Rich yeah, came I, back and he was like that's not a Dark Court song it's like too it's not it doesn't have like the feel of a dark court song. It's like too tricky. It's too difficult. It goes everywhere. And so, but Matt kind of kept the riffs because I had a talk with him, and he was because Matt was always like, "I don't like religious lyrics. I think that's bullshit." And I really agreed with him on that. And one of the things I talked with him about was like, "I don't like misogyny in it as well. I think that's a bullshit trope as well. Like it's overdone." And he was like, "Yeah, okay." we kind of need to change that around and then in a god this is a fucking long explanation for this one song but like uh, and then in a rehearsal I had this really slow riff because I always wanted to write a song where it was just like let's we've got a song that's basically just a coffin song and I played it really slowly so it was like and Mark to his credit just went like that's so fucking bullshit it should be way faster and I was like what like and he was just like yeah and it was like, yeah, actually, that was really good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then Matt, because you know uh, Matt wanted to use that riff, he basically broke it down and made it into Matt's homicide, which is uh, essentially about like gun control. 
but uh, yeah. really like, giving some, people yeah, the, the means to actually yeah. commit mass human extinction. So anyway, back to your original question. <laughs> uh, you know most of these songs. You don't know... Let's see. You know Disfigurement. You know yeah. Temple of Vermin. You don't know Temple of Vermin does refer I, I don't know Palace to of Tears. Palace of Tears is about... I don't know The Flood. The Flood is a sound. Enslaved, enslaved Again. You do. It's Cobalt. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of them... Are, so basically... I like that better than Cobalt, actually. So which yeah. one yeah. do you think we should listen well, we've been talking about mass homicide. We should do no, definitely yeah, mass that's homicide. Been so, I, I reckon you should do Palace of Tears or Suffering. Yeah. Uh, well, we can, like well we're going to do two. So pick well, two. Well, there you go. Palace of Tears and Suffering. Palace of Tears <laughs> and <laughs> Suffering. Oh, okay. But um, if you play Palace of Tears, Palace of Tears is the name of the prison, I'm using the finger quotes thing, in the Seraglio in what was Constantinople, where the any relatives who could claim the throne from the Sultan were put, and it was a windowless, two-floor prison of absolute sheer luxury. Like, mm. just ultimate debauchery. Oh, Anything you were we telling me about this one yeah. day after practice. And But basically the whole thing was... If you were put in there, you knew at some point a mute would come in and strangle you with a silken ribbon. Mm. And um, I thought that was a pretty cool thing, uh, just to like write about just this whole thing of like you've got all of this, you know, at your disposal. Yet, you know, you don't know if you're going to be like eating a massive feast and suddenly this thing slips around your throat, or you don't know if you're going to be. Kind of like waking up in the morning with a hangover as there's a guy, massive guy, just with a rope in his hand, ready to kill you. Um, so I thought that was kind of like perfect fodder for something. So that's Palace of Tears and yeah. Suffering, you said? Uh, suffering is just about me absolutely hating pretty much everyone. <laughs> Except for you guys. <laughs> Everybody in this room is cool. Yeah, Rest of All you people. Um, that's uh, right. that's that's more topical. That's kind of um, well. We that, can get into yeah. that. Uh, the album is Anathema, and you're about to hear Palace of Tears and Suffering. Uh, the album is available in disc unions all across Tokyo, and you can order it online through Obliteration Records, right? Obliteration.jp. And, and from the Wretch Japan Bandcamp and ah, from yes, Amazon.co.jp. Right. Nice. Oh yeah. All right. Well, enjoy. We'll be right back.
press R on the keyboard, and it'll do that as well. Start okay. Well, start aren't you special with your shortcuts? So we're back. We're Yay. back. Color Radio, you just heard... Uh, suffering or Palace of Tears. Palace of Tears and Suffering from the new Wretch album, First Full Length, Anathema. It's not actually called First Full Length, Anathema. It's just called Anathema. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's how I'm entering it in the comic Just read, read what's printed on it. Uh, Wretch, Anathema. That's yeah, the see, it doesn't say First Full Album That's a all. nice print on the front. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so the, 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 the cover, image... Tom, you're you're something of a of an artist. Yeah, right? I am. So, oh, you. Tom's mitts, the drummer. Yeah, Tom. We can just call him that. Tom. Just just for clarity, yeah. every time we go yeah. back, or every, he he goes by Tomas sometimes. Tomas. Yeah, I say like you Thomas. can call me Tomas. Tomas. <laughs> Thomas. No, with the, with the long a like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so tell us more about the art. Maybe yes, you work in a very interesting medium. Uh, yeah, so I uh, like to do a lot of printmaking. Uh, more and more, it's woodblock. Woodblock prints, and if you're not aware of that, it's uh. Well, search it on Google, you incult people. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to. If you're one of the idiot it. hogs who listens to this stupid program, you fucking idiots. Yeah. No, uh, you carve an image into a block of wood, uh, probably a softer wood, I'm assuming, and uh, maybe a balsa or you steal you steal plywood from a construction site. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. ah, the original. Yes. Wow. So you can hear that. That is actual wood. That you can hear. Uh, so actually, the first album uh, or the EP was also uh, woodblock, but I haven't released it with uh, the yes. image. It's it's the image of the block, and that was actually a kind of. I decided to start using these sort of things for wretch. I I really like uh, bolt bolt thrower's album. Guys, uh, uh, once loyal. Those ones loyal. Thank you very much. Uh, the bro- it's a bronze, so, but it has it's a relief image. Whereas a lot of bands go with paintings and things like that. Where I I think that's a little you know I always like handmade or you know to take it into a three D image art image. I think is quite cool. Yeah. Um, so so that was really the impetus for all that was just. Loving that cover art from uh, those ones. Those so ones is there something on the inside? CD? Okay, so like the the rec the CD has uh, more of art done by Tom Smith, and then yeah. there is like two pictures. Chris Granum. Chris Granum. Who is uh, Kala's uh, photographer? And wizard. And so wizard. He is a wizard. Why is he the wizard? Okay. Uh, is it the just pure looks... beard or is he magical? Well, it's the beard it's and all of his hoods. <laughs> they're very deep hoods with a point. I don't yeah. know where he buys his hoodies, but the hoods are enormous. Probably from a wizard shop. Yeah. Okay, so like uh, there is a leaflet inside. Uh, yes. When you open the front cover, there is like a print of if you're lucky enough to be in Tokyo. This is you as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, did all the inside art. Yeah, this is definitely Tom holding a dagger. 
Well, funny that—that <laughs> that is bears a striking resemblance. Oh I yeah, yeah. Who, so who's that... the model for this? Out of curiosity. Oh, because uh, you're an old model. For yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Temple of Vermin shirt. Yeah, yes. that was me. That yeah. For any of those <laughs> the desiccated corpse clawing his own skin off, covered in insects. Um, yeah. the... which my mom really yes. liked. <laughs> My mom liked that one a lot. She's like, that's really good. I was like, out of all the things you can pipe up... I've been an artist for 20 years. And and then you're like... This is the first time you've ever liked anything I've done. Well, I, I'm sorry to sidetrack shit, but, like, funny enough, like, uh, I think you were around, Audrey, when Tom was explaining, like, the origins of that t-shirt like if um you know it's basically like oh yeah we were at your house and and tom was going like yeah so i had this idea blah 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 he went into this really long story and i just went like tom that's bullshit you came around to my house got drunk one night and i gave you two ideas and this is the idea (laughs) one of the ideas i gave you and he was like oh shit really and i'm like yeah here's the fucking picture (laughs) but um this one finally, someday so, we'll publish you're, that. You're killing all these artists. I know. Cred. That's, that's well, I actually well, no, it's okay. It's a collaborative effort. <laughs> yeah, and it, and in fact, that image of the woman. So on the inside, and in fact, on our recent T-shirts, okay. it's of. But I, I, I think she looks a bit younger now. She okay. just looks really aggressive. It's of a woman stabbing towards the view. I, I do have that T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I bought it at your show. Yeah, yeah. At I'll, I'll show you. Dome. Oh, yeah. So that, that's like the original. Tom is referencing the fact that there is a former version of this, which yeah. I will show you guys because we're in the company. Well, you're not going to show house. people listening because they can't hear yeah. it. Well, but you guys um, get A lot of this is going to be listening on because it's referencing visual being, media. That but that, that's, an old, that's an old print that you did. It's on fucking Instagram. Just go look on Instagram, people. Mm. Yeah, like plug your Instagram and do Yeah. That. Mm. Just mm. Retch has an Instagram. You can see. The, the artwork we're referencing is this uh, witch who is in the original version, which I did post on Instagram a long time ago, has uh, a witch with more of a... Saber? It's more of a katana style. It's, it's not really, you know, trying to specifically reference any one type of sword. But then I changed it. Uh, so, so originally, you don't remember this, but I do. Matt was like, oh, that looks no, that's too exactly Japanese. No, yeah. Yeah, Matt was like, oh, it looks too Japanese. We're not Japanese. We shouldn't use this kind of imagery. I was like, oh, whatever. And then it just, we never used it. And then I decided I actually grew to not like the original so much. I thought there was a lot of things I could rework. I find this much far superior. Yeah, yeah. It is way more superior. Yeah, it's, it's yeah in, term, in terms of like shading and all of that and like complexity, it's way better. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad I revisited. I am glad I made a lot of changes, and and that became. Um, I just actually I drew this after writing some of the lyrics that are on the album, From and destroy all light by any chance. Yes, yeah. uh, plunge of the night. Is, and this is something plunge you cannot night, see, but that if bright. you yes. buy the record, so like when you open the the cover, you can see like that picture of that witch that we've been talking about, but then inside there is. Uh, another leaflet with all the lyrics and more illustration, uh, which are you can talk about it maybe. Uh, yeah. So the I kind of uh, is this all one big print? Mm. Which actually I think I have over in the other room as well. Um, yeah, this is a print. This is actually a lino block. It's not a uh, wood block. It's lino block. So it's a little cleaner lines. It's mm-hmm. 
it's about this big or more. Uh, but in any case, uh, I had the idea a long time ago. We were talking about, like, we wanted to make an embroidered patch, and, and Tom was like, you know, you should really have an image. This, just the logo is kind of boring. And then, so this is the... I have an original sketch. It's also in this book. Uh, but it's of this figure, which appears elsewhere in previous works I've done. So I... Uh, this was the, my idea, kind of, the impetus for it was being to make it into a patch, which actually we managed to do. Was there, like, a specific thing that you wanted? Well, uh, so I was thinking of Anathema, and I, and, uh, I don't know exactly when I proposed the, the title, but I was kind of, in the lyrics that Tom and I were writing, I was seeing a lot of this kind of, uh, you know, he, he said it about suffering and definitely about mass homicide and echo chamber and the, the, the songs that I wrote lyrics for, too. It's just, like, all this kind of hate bubbling to the surface in modern life and just that idea of an image of a, a, a somebody who is very worn down and near death, okay. kind of, like, struggling for the, the last... Uh, so they're, they're like last hope for survival. And would you say both of you that like most of your songs are about that? Uh, there's it's not just about that sort of thing, but uh, I think it's reference. We, we kind of it's interesting. I think uh, we write in a way that's it's it's near like mass homicide, almost punk vocal almost punk lyrics but not really because uh usually i think of like punk stuff is that they're making this effort because there's some sort of hope okay. like like fight the system we can change all this and whereas what i write is there's no hope there's there's no there's no, there's no chance for this to change i'm just kind of uh digesting my life or, or existence and then spitting it back out. I'm not saying as, as, as you know, if it were a punk thing that okay, there's Okay, yeah, because you're chance. not a punk band. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but I'm very conscious. I, mean, I am conscious of that distinction when you, I write, too. You, you, you say that, but, like, actually, and I know a lot of people, like, if you listen to the CD, like, I, you buy it and listen to the CD. <laughs> um, or on Bandcamp. Um, a lot of the riffs that we reference are I and in fact I've had people say like what kind of music are you and I, I still don't feel like we're death metal and like you know I I think Naru's been saying like oh like Dark Throne or Celtic Frost mm. or Celtic Frost if you're a fucking idiot yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, which you um, probably are according but, to Tantra <laughs> yeah. yeah we already said but it like, before get through your head but um like I, I've actually said to people like, well, we're kind of like really heavy punk, because I, I, I see more of that in our music than anything. Like something like Chain the Horror, was written, um, more. I kind of wanted us to have like a black witchery esque song where it's just like fully drums pounding. Like who gives a fuck what the guitar's doing? But mm. realistically, when you listen to that, or if you actually can hear the guitar properly which you can on a beautifully recorded CD. 
like that's a punk song like that is just a punk song and like something like the start to and in fact all of um echo chamber like that was essentially the main or the start riff to that i i lifted that from like english dogs okay like that that's because i had a really cool english dogs riff and i was just like i really like that kind of like dan 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 the one that you were shopping that um when i was still there yeah i remember you hated that yeah i remember vividly you being like why did you write this i've never played a riff like this before and it sucks to learn i just remembered that and i want to plug that in but like i remember the very first time i saw wretch and that was as a as a like i don't want to say full band because you don't need anyone else to be a full band wretch Point two, two point oh. <laughs> exactly like so. Now we're talking about like Wretch point two and uh, two point oh, and uh, I've seen like the old Wretch, uh, and I remember that because we've been like organizing your first show as a two piece. Mm. Uh, it reminded me of like that first time that I saw you. It's so different. It's so far away from what you were doing. As in what way? <laughs> in what I, way? I like to hear this. Yeah. No, no. In what way? It's just. I don't know. <laughs> like it's pretty different because like Wretch as I saw you before as I saw it before was trying to be something that they would never succeed to be well as to be to be brutally honest and I think that you were good but I think that it was too much of an effort it looked like too much of an effort the one of the reasons we don't use Mark as a singer there you go that was diplomatic um, yeah. <laughs> <Damn. is>, um, <laughs> Good job. Like like I was saying earlier, um, the so we we had certain things. I, I'm trying to think which song. I think it was maybe Chain to Horror, where he said like, "Oh yeah, it makes me think of uh, Hellraiser 2, That bit where the guy comes in with the things and it's and like he starts chopping people up in the ward and it's like. Really? It, it like, makes me think of, like, salting the soil, like, poisoning people's water supplies and watching them die, like, in, like, starve and just, like, kill themselves out of their own thirst and things like that, which, and, like, that at the time for me was a big, like, ah, you think of this in, like, terms of, like, horror movies. I think of this in terms of, like, horror like that for me is kind of more. Oh, like based on the based on the title, he was like chained to horror. Oh, that means yeah. like maybe ex, maybe it was know, too literal. Hellraiser. Yeah, and compared uh, to like your vision of things. And yeah. I I think the the main thing, um, the, this is gonna move me on to another thought, which I thought about on the Wednesday concert. But like, um, we have just we're, as a two piece, although it's not ideal we have a lot more control over the like lyrical expression and we have a lot more control over just the whole sound that we present mm -hmm. so in fact that first Carla concert I like the one we played at El Puente mm. I remember sitting in the back with Tom and listening to Shinda Saibo no Katami yeah, and just saying like fuck me these guys are really tight they're like moving around a fuckload on stage and they, they have like, they've just nailed their sound. And I was kind of thinking like, fuck, like we, we can't do that. Like I'm not confident going on stage and I'm still not. I get on stage, like I don't look at the audience because I'm like well, that's part of the performance, worried about looking at them. Like, 
But um, <laughs> just don't say that. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, well, yeah. And, like, you know, that, actually, funny enough, when Wretch first started and I was playing bass, um, I actually just turned my back to the audience because I was like, I, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, like, expressing I, do myself. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know who else did that? Alanis Morissette. Oh. Which is probably more awkward than cheap. Death metal uh, icon there. But, um, <laughs> but it, Canadian death metal. It was metal. actually. So when we played that, um, the El Puente Carla concert, the, is it the Tower? No. No, no that's upcoming. Yeah. That's was not it not the Tower? No, no it was, it was, was that was Slaughterhouse. It was the Slaughterhouse, the Return of Red. Yes, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I did the flyer for. Yeah, it was, oh. it was very, very cool. It, it was like really nice because it reminded me of like the old DC comics as well. Like, we did a couple to, yeah. of things like that. Yeah, where yeah. I was just like, that's really nice. But um, when we played on stage, there was there was one there was that guy Paul. He was really cool. He was like headbanging in front of the amp, and it was like oh, it's really I, nice I to see someone do I that. that. Yeah. But then everyone else was kind of like looking at. It's like wow, you you kind of no one likes this. No. Like, really, really, no one likes this. But I actually... I mean, I was telling people that nobody likes this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah, you're, like, trying to spread it into the audience. Spreading, Like, spreading, between songs, you're like, like, this it. is shit, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> what sucks? Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> uh, and, it, and in fact, on the, on the concert we played at Wednesday as well, I had the same feeling of, like, wow, like, I mean, no one is... No one's enjoying this. No one's going, like, yeah, Reg, you're so good. But then I realized, like, wait, everything we've written is, like, written from a place of... Of, of pain and suffering. Yeah, of just, yeah. like, absolutely fucking... And in fact, when I sing Chain to Horror, like, that's always the last song we do, because, like, that's the one that absolutely kills me, and I could not do anything after that. Like, I, I don't mind saying, like, every time I've sung that, I am, like, going full pelt. I'm, like, all of the lyrics... I remember all the lyrics to that song because, like, the last verse, like, uh, salt the soil, poison the world, poison the lake, even. Uh, so I don't poison the world is like another yeah. band. And, like, um, you don't want to the stream. Let, let, let the us, stream. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, because I actually write a different body of water. Um, <laughs> let us all choke on the ashes of a dream. Like the stream and dream go well. Together. Again, that's going with that whole feeling of like the whole album of anathema of, yeah, of yeah. just kind of like, like we wrote it in a hateful place. So it's like really not surprising that. I, I, when we're playing, people just are like not going like, yeah, you guys rule. It's not that. I think that yeah, as you said, and as a, I'm sure that Aaron will will follow me on this. Uh, your performance, like, it's the first time that we see you guys, like for the Kala show, for example. It was the first time that people were seeing you guys as a two piece. So what happened when you go to a show and like you're expecting to see a band that you've already seen as a different formation. Like, what is it going to be now? So you just listen. Because people from outside Japan, yes, people in Japan just go to show to listen and they do mm. not talk over your music, which is actually pretty nice. That yeah. part's nice. Yeah. So, like, I think that people were genuinely listening and, like, getting into it. And it's true that it's pretty dark. Yeah, I was, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I was too. My, this is my why bar... I'm thinking that, like, you're going you're gonna to agree with me. Yeah, yeah. Because you're listening and you're like, yes, this is very, very dark. But that doesn't mean that I'm not liking this. It's just like I'm I'm taking this in and I'm just processing it. And it doesn't.
coming oh. back to the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I tried to unlock unlock Tom's computer, and you know, it, it gave the prompt for a password, and I noticed the the profile picture was my favorite picture of Tom, oh, taken yeah. I believe in a basement somewhere in New York City. Oh yeah, you're right. And it was shown Not to a basement, me. Though. It was shown to me by Matt Ketchum where he was. We were talking about like making resumes or something like that, and he was like, "By the way, have you have you ever seen Tom's CV?" And I was like, "No, show it to me." So he shows me, he's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, I'm going to show you the text first. And he shows me the text, and it lists all, you know, your education and your job background and, you know, stuff like that. Why does he have and a then, copy and of then my And he scrolls CV? up yeah, to, the, to the picture, <laughs> and it's Tom <laughs> on the, behind a drum set with two arms raised in the air holding sticks with this fucking smile on his face and a Slayer t-shirt. And it was it's my, just utter, there's so much joy on your face in that picture. And it's I just will so manage the fuck perfectly. out of your business. Hire me. <laughs> it's so perfect. He's like, you want to see Tom's TV picture? And he shows me that picture, and it's absolutely brilliant. I, I laugh so hard, and it's, to this day, my favorite picture I've ever seen of you. What, eight years ago, you came here from New York City? That's right. And you were active in the, the underground metal scene? Yeah. In the Big Apple? Big Apple. Shouldn't we have talked about this, like... Two hours ago. Yes, we should. Have. Well, he, okay, he, right. he's got editing magic. You guys want to tell stories anytime. about a taxi driver and with a, black tea and a shower. <laughs> Go for it, Tom. It's what the listeners want to hear. Um, yeah, that was uh, the last gig I played with one of my bands in New York City, Haunted Castle. Um, Ooh, yeah, scary. We, yeah, actually. <laughs> We we met at a show, we're all friends, and we're like, hey, we're all friends, we play instruments, let's start a band. And and then right there at the gig that we were watching, throwing around names, and Haunted Castle came up and we're like, fuck it, it's so hard to come up with a name, it's dumb enough it might work. And then we just settled on that. And Haunted Mansion works. Castle, Haunted Castle. Uh, never mind. It's, it's a catchy one. <laughs> Haunted Playground. <laughs> we were talking uh, before we started recording about uh, house shows. Yes. And how uh, you really don't find many of those in Tokyo. Yeah, that was... If at all. If at Japan. all. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to come by. And I mean, the the one that we played in Kaohsiung almost verged on that vibe, for sure. Um, which yeah. I, I kind of liked. I, I was like... We didn't know we were going into that situation, and then once we were in it, we're like, oh, I guess we gotta relax. You know, it's it's that relaxed vibe, which you rarely see in Japan. But, like, when I played in New York, a lot of the shows, because actually, to be honest, they deal with a similar uh, situation of the kind of pay-to-play, or just, it's, it's a very, you know, cutthroat kind of situation unless you have connections my, and my friends in Detroit uh, would complain about uh, venues or uh, the guys running the show um, mm. overbooking and then only keeping like the top four bands that had sold oh they just like the cut you tickets. off they like invite you and then cut yeah, you they invite you and they oh, invite like six bands and, but only the four who sell the most tickets or oh that's are allowed to actually go on stage was this oh, person that's fucking terrible in New York? It was you said it was mostly pay to play. Uh, well, I mean, uh, in those situations, I mean, we did play out shows, but then uh, the two of the band members in Haunted Castle, uh, they actually had a pretty big loft 
deep in Brooklyn is good time to party and where, where you know you could have, like I remember my Saturdays my Fridays and Saturdays it was like okay there's like four or five things going on tonight and I'm gonna try and make three of them yeah. and I would just like ride around and just tour around Brooklyn trying to hit these house shows yeah just hit shows hit whatever's going on and, and I'd end up hitting two but like you know it's still a good night had so two of the band members had this quite big loft and probably the biggest show we played was with Japanther they had such a big floor it was like on the fourth floor and uh, that's where that photo comes from actually it was so such a big apartment. There was like six or seven people living in it, all with their own rooms. And then there was a big open room, which we used for shows. And then on the opposite side of the floor, there was they used as a dance floor. And so you could have a band going on on this side of the building and not be disturbed by the pumping dance music on the other side. Mm. That's, wow. it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, and so, and the only inconvenience to me was that I had to put my drum set in the middle of a half pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like trying to like... Skaters skate past me, fuckers. Well, no, yeah, when they had shows, they would just like screw a, uh, you know, two by four to either side of the... Oh, uh, to keep skaters? Yeah, yeah. yeah just because if you have an open skate, you know, a half pipe, somebody's going to grab a board and, and yeah. tear it up. But yeah, they would always like... For any show, they would just like. You no, know. they didn't want to get into that. Oh, well, I, the, I love, the ones that we the were, play, the ones where we had bands playing, you know, like fucking. I'm trying to set up my drum set, trying to make my. Oh yeah, I guess my, if you're actually playing in the half pipe, yeah. Yeah, I, trying to make my cymbal stands not fall down. <laughs> They're like not at a ninety degree angle. So everything's like cambered. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's where, like, so is that one of the Cree masters? Like, um, there's a part in that where they. He, the character gets to the character gets to like a place where I think it's like Madball and Murphy's Law are playing like literally right opposite each other, and it's like that. That immediately the minute you said like yeah, there was dance floor and then a uh, like live venue. It's like maybe that's where Matthew Barney got the idea for that. Yeah, I mean that that was that was the thing is like like I don't know. It seemed just like ex- excess, just like just have a lot going on. And then you just float around getting drunk, probably doing drugs or whatever you like to do. What? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. You mean I'm sorry. Still do that? I don't have it. You know. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. <laughs> I hope that is in your past now. Is that what you miss the most about the Brooklyn scene, smoking weed? No, I, I, I miss those shows that were just like, okay, like, there's no, you don't have to pay anybody. We're not worried about, like, you're not worried about anything except for just like get up there and have fun. It was it was it was no, none of these outside pressures. It was it was just purely for fun. Uh, Japanther were like a little, even too, professional for what we wanted to do. They're like, well, we need this these things. They're like, dude, you don't get a rider. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is like I some, live here. This is my house. Yeah, like. Yeah, the, my bandmates, two of them, are like, yeah, this is my house, and yeah, none of that. So, I mean, there's that. Um, yeah, the only time I really experienced anything close to that, in Japan, there's this place on the east side, and uh, they used to do noise shows, Which experimental shows. Yeah, this is, like, 
also that sort of situation where there was like a handful of people living in the space, but they had enough open space in the middle to host shows and and have like you know forty fifty people come in and do something really crazy, and and those those were my first years in Tokyo. So when I first came here, I, I got this impression that like because those were my first friends in Tokyo was like I was connected to more like the noise experimental kind of players and then it was only later that I met metal players in Japan and then I was I was on the impression that everything was like oh this is just like what I came from from New York that's awesome it's so easy and fun and then I learned it's not so <laughs> it's not it's not so pain in the ass yeah. and yeah people get down and dirty they're, they're like oh yeah fucking guys spraying whatever liquid into the audience and, and everyone's just fucking it's eating it up. They don't care. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> it just, like, nobody gave a shit at all at those shows. And uh, I I don't see those anymore. I don't know if... Oh, well. I don't know if there's a younger generation coming up doing that. Uh, the last show that I saw was anywhere remotely near that. It was also with some of those friends and... And there was a basement, and it was raining, and it started to flood <laughs> in the basement. And they just tried tried to keep on playing as possible as long as possible afterwards. Wait, was this in New York? No, this is in Tokyo. Jesus. Yeah. I had the same experience, but with a big band during a festival. I went to see Arcade Fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have this festival in my hometown that is in a vineyard. And there is a castle in the background that's pretty like scenic and all that. And that ooh la la, ooh la la, yeah. <laughs> ho ho ho. Uh, and that that hey, day, like it started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm never taking seriously Carry here. This is heinous. <laughs> okay, Stop so it. Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire, Our and uh, which is, which is not a band that I dislike or like. Don't, Don't they care. suck now? Probably. Probably. But like, at that, it was like maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they play in that outdoor space. And it starts pouring. But like people keep dancing. Mm-hmm. And they refuse to leave stage to the point where like they're, they're a sound engineer coming to like just removing everything from the stage. And they, they got like kicked out of stage, but they kept playing. And it was pretty insane because when it rains in my hometown, it really rains hard because it's... I'm no. from South of France. Mm-hmm. It never rains. And when it rains, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> so, But, like, people were dancing. They started removing their clothes. And like, nice. No, but, like, women were dancing in my bras. I was dancing in my underwear, whatever. But because I've been a scout and I know that keeping your wet clothes on you when it's raining is bad. <laughs> It's true. This is how you catch a cold. the scout master. (laughs) He's just like, everybody strip down. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guys, let's pretend it's raining. It's true. It's how you catch... When an authority figure tells you to take your clothes off, you do it. It's how how you catch a cold. You keep your wet clothes on yourself. I think the only venue that gets close to that feeling of like a house show is Studio Dom. So there's soup as well. A soup I have not been to. Oh, uh, yeah, OTI. OTI. Yeah, yeah, I know it, ah. which is the same. Like a, they do a lot of noise shows. Yeah, that's why I know it. Yeah, but and, uh, uh, also there is pool. But uh, also, oh also, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I don't know through the same people. I yeah. I think the thing that 
that is sometimes missing in Japan. It, it sounds weird to say because I've been to concerts where the crowd have been really, really responsive. But I also remember going to see like Defeated Sanity, where you yeah. were there as well. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you saying to afterwards, you were kind of like, "Fuck, like you never go in the pit." And I was like, "Yeah, that's I can't believe people aren't moving." Oh, wait, wait, back up because you're assuming that the listener knows. So no, this time, like, so basically, what I'm saying is that like. I think there are some really good venues. I think Earthdom is like a really beautiful yeah. venue for it. It's great. I wish they would do a no smoking thing there. But. <laughs> no, um, you know why they don't do a no smoking? Because they're, they're fucking idiots. No, because you've been there sound. during sound check. That place smells like the sewer. Yeah, and it would be much better if they actually like stopped the smoking. But like, yeah, well, then they would also have to clean their toilets. The, Which is never gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, no, it can get really, as a smoker, it can get really bad. Yeah, it's horrendous. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I think, like, the big difference I see, especially going to, like, that concert I was talking about in uh, the Golden Bull in Oakland that I went to, um, the. I, I think Spectral Voice hadn't been around that long, but people were still going crazy for them. And, but in Japan, it's like this whole thing. And I, I, I've seen, like, when we were in Taiwan, those guys were just, like, going crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. And I, I, I th- it seems like they have that thing of, like, I'm at a concert, I'm just going to let myself go. And yeah. in fact, we've that was, like, this... the first time I ever seen... I was just looking... I, I rarely look into the audience, but there was this one time, I can't remember what song it was, but I had the chance to look into the audience, and I saw one of the guys just kind of nodding his head, and then I hit a beat, and then he's like, that's the one, and and then he just let loose. He's like, I don't know what this fucking song is, but that's the beat, that's the signal for me to go nuts. You just turned me into a madman. I was like, dude, that's what I was trying to do when I wrote that beat. How did you know? Like I specifically specifically wrote like the, the, kind of like the last kind of uh, riff in Suffering, I specifically wrote that as kind of like, all right, here's the bit where you bang your heads, and then this is the bit where you start, like, pitting and shit like that. Um, but I don't know, like, Japanese audiences, they're, they are reserved, I think is the polite yeah, way to um, say For it. metal bands, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I just went to a hardcore show with Jared last week. Oh, yeah, and, and Like, in hardcore ones, yeah. dancing like Muppets. Yeah, well, <laughs> windmilling and, like, yeah. doing high kicks and karate and... But I, I, I also, like, I remember going to see Loud Park, like, probably must be, like, six or seven years ago now, if not longer. Oh, who's and, headlining? Uh, well... I can't remember who was headlining, so I don't think I stayed. This is when I lived out in Chiba, but Meshuggah played. Hmm. And hmm. as did Obituary, as did, like, the reason I went is because it was, like, Carcass. It was, like, a lot of death metal bands played that year. Uh, and Meshuggah played. How was the audience? And holy shit. It wasn't just the audience that time. Like, so they had just dropped their album, Obzen, and... Which is like complicated music to listen to, but still you can like move around to it. And they, each time they finished a song, this is like an 80,000 person arena, I think around. It's fucking big. And like literally no one clapped afterwards. And the singer actually started saying like, what is this, a fucking charge? Come on people, let's start cheering. And I'm there, and I because I I think like, <laughs> you hear one voice talk. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. <laughs> fucking up. Same thing when 
Thrashstone organised a trip to see Metallica. There was this band called The Sword there, who at the time, like, I don't think anyone really knew who they were. But like in America, it was like they were like kicking off. I was like literally of everyone in Metallica. It was the same venue, so like massive, massive venue. And I was the only one like moshing in there. And I'm just like, ah, oh, it's fucking songs, awesome. And uh, I remember someone actually after one of the songs, someone saying like, "Can you stop doing that?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Fuck off, man! Like, get out of here. You're right by the stage. If you don't want to move, then you know, fuck off and go and listen to." I don't know, some Alanis Morissette or some shit like that. <laughs> Sorry, She's I'm getting just, a lot I'm of just jagged little that. pill. Why yeah. don't you give it a listen? <laughs> it's, uh... Anyway. A lot of metal anyway. heads listen to that We one. released an album called Anathema. Yes. And if when you're you listen still to listening. It, you're supposed to jump around and smash shit. Jump around. Yeah. And hate jump stuff around. as well at the same time. So if you're still yeah. listening. There's a lot of, um, a lot of hatred in that album. Yeah, it's surprising, really. Within you. You, won't, you won't jump everywhere, but you yeah. will feel the depth of your hatred for the world. Yeah, and don't and windmill. And someone relies to you. <laughs> don't ever windmill, that's yeah. stupid. Stop. Don't ever windmill, you look like an idiot when you do it. Um, you ever feel like we're just like being sponsors. old? Because like, that's no. what young kids do. No, because I don't even see young kids doing it. We, we, we put oh, no, the show... You haven't, been, you haven't been on any hardcore show then. Yeah, I've, I've I've those don't it. really count. And those, it's like, what those. the fuck? Yeah, no, I've, dude. I've been to see Saigon Terror and they do that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and when we when we went to see Nails here, they that was like everyone standing at the side with their fists out. Yeah, yeah, like, like you, could, you could you your arm like, from. Yeah. Kung Fu King. Yeah, uh, when Carnation came uh, and they did the show at the Trinity Skate Park, um, oh yeah. There was one dude there. Mm-mm. Were you there? Do you remember him? I was there. Yeah. He, I've never seen this before, but uh, Leaf. Uh, oh yeah, I right. Eventually yeah. told me like, no, this is a thing. This oh, is a okay, thing. okay. And this dude would just drop on the floor and like roll and like trip people. <laughs> he would he would just uh, he would like put his legs out from yeah, underneath yeah. him and fall on the floor and like spasm and like spin around and like trip people. Like that was his moshing technique. Well, I, don't, I don't think I ever told you that. I'd never seen anything like can that I, before. Can I, can I, you is this, all is shared this, stories. Can I, sorry, I, can I story? ask though, is this no, 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 while, no, no, you told, you, uh, Carnation Leaf. was playing. And was Leaf doing the ballerina thing? No, yeah, well, Leaf was not there. Okay, okay, your turn. I just, okay, I, I wanted to complete the picture in my mind. It, it is about like, uh, karate kids in the pit. Mm. Uh, in France when I was 16 so I was I've been like organizing shows since I'm really young mm. I mean in at least into that kind of scene uh, doing this and for the first time like I go there and not being from taking tickets and all that and I go to the, like the pit just not participating but like being first line and you know you focus really hard to like check that no one is gonna kick you and like you keep pushing but I don't know like someone talks to me and for a split second I turn my head and when I turn back there is a foot that's just like <laughs> uh, yeah. and for like a week you like turned into the foot <laughs> no yeah exactly so like for a week I had like the sole of a shoe <laughs> you're, you're bloody lucky cause no a... no but like you know I passed out for like 10 minutes and I don't remember. So, like, what happened? Let me describe the trick that they did. One guy decided to roll himself into a ball. And the other one decided to, like, just, like, back to back, you know, over him. Kicking his leg. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> this is hardcore, man. <laughs> so, like, he, like, the guy rolls into a ball. 
and the other one decides to like jump him but with his back to his back so oh. roll over him okay and his legs just like whoosh. and this is where I was and I turned my head and like got one of his it's like Cirque du Soleil or is it like <laughs> hardcore well, the, a bit well the circus was in town <laughs> um, like, picture two hardcore guys one's like this <laughs> the other one's like standing on his hands but seriously like I've been to I've been to shows where like guys are doing push ups in oh, the, in the what? <laughs> get a fucking no, life, yeah, you, you know, like that. That, but that, so making that we're making that for fun. Like it's beat down hardcore. You know, it's, you're supposed to be a tough guy. So like, I, it kicks me in the face, and for ten minutes, I have no recollection of what happened. I just wake up outside, sitting on the pavement, feeling pretty shit. Yeah, if you get knocked out for that long, it really yeah, yeah, yeah. kills. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for like I. Luckily, I was like a semi emo kid with like a side bang, mm. so it would hide no, <laughs> the, the boot print. <laughs> the boot prints. Two so do not quarantine in the pit, kids. You, you, yeah, you don't be dicks. You don't like feel like an old man dicks. being like these kids and their stupid karate in the pit. I was a kid like, once and I wasn't doing that. Man. And I was involved in the hardcore, in the hardcore. <laughs> when, when I played in my band, uh, my old band Mong in England, the. Um, there, we were at this concert and there were these, like, you know, we were young, so like at that point, 16, 17, um, and there were these kids there, they're like stage diving, but when they stage dive, they did this thing of like reaching out with their hands, and I remember this one guy like really jabbed me in the eye to the point that I came out of the pit going like, shit, shit, Ed, who was my, uh, the guitarist and singer in this band, Ed. Like, shit, Ed, fuck, someone's <laughs> fucking like got my eye out, he like gets out and he's like, oh dude, that's horrible. And, like, oh, no. it, it just turned out that it hit it so hard that, like, it bled inside, you know, like, it sometimes does that. Yeah. But he's like, who the fuck was that? I was like, oh, it's that, it's that guy over there. And he's like, the motherfucker. And so Ed runs up to this guy in the pit and just puts his arms in between his legs and literally does a wrestling <laughs> thing where he just, like, went down like that and did it over his back. Like, in a, I don't know what that move is called, but it does him over his back and body slams this guy Sounds on like the ground. Kind of <laughs> so this guy is just on the ground, like, <laughs> like that. And he's like, God, I got your back, man. I'm like, yeah, man, thanks, Ed. Oh, for me, I've been, I've been pretty lucky because as a, as a girl, and like, in these early days, where they're in, in Southern France, when there wasn't any girls organizing shows or even in bands, in Japan, we're pretty lucky that there is, like, a lot of bands with women inside. Mm-hmm. But in France, it's not the case at all. And so, like, guys would, like, gently push themselves <laughs> so I could, like, mosh pit quietly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they would, like, it would be, like, I would be Jesus and there would be the sea. Which <laughs> just, like, yeah, leave space for Audrey to, like, do whatever she wants to do. To do well, her windmills. I didn't do the windmill. I did the two-step and I did the ballerina style. Mm. Because, you know, like, there is a different styles. And I wasn't... A Leaf was a fan kind of the... Uh, yeah, ballerina. the, the ballerina yeah. time. Well, I he, was like, he likes spinning around and bouncing off people. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I, I was like, doing "What that. are you I was doing?" doing like a classic it was in a room. Step with was, my head, with dude, my the vent, there was like four people in the audience, and he's just bouncing around off the walls and off of the. But I think I saw him that, and like it. But that, that's was cool. That? That's that's his own style. I like that. So can I say because you're asking like, oh, is it just us being old? Because I remember the first times I moshed, and my friend was like, "Nope, rule number one." You do your thing. Don't make other people join. That's like rule. That's like the first time I moshed. I was like, "Hey, I'm here to explain the rules of moshing to you." <laughs> rule number one: You do your thing. 
Rule number two, if it rains, you take off your clothes and you stroke my ass. Rule number three, when I say it's time, we go back over into that closet and you don't say anything after that. Let's do that. Well, now that you know the, the rules of moshing, I think it's time to plug some more songs, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, let's plug yeah, it and let's, let's finish this shit. It's Saturday, I want to get yeah, back to the lady and wrap it up. Uh, Before we do, I, I, can I just mention, because we've been talking about this guy, Leaf, and I have to yeah. give him a little plug because he is actually releasing our. Yeah. Uh, he, we're Wretch, our first album. First. Shall I do it? Shall I do it? On a cassette, Shall I say it? Because right? I can actually speak properly. Yeah, whatever so you like. Leaf is releasing in an edition of, is it 100 tapes? Yes. On Henbane tapes, I think there's only about 20 red or something. Uh, so it's 30. black and 30 reds, and then the rest are black in a variant. It's a really nicely printed cassette as well. Um, so if you go to Henbane tapes on Facebook, you can find that. Also, I think a big shout out to, like a huge shout out to Naru as well, who basically met with Wretch one day to give us a bit of guidance. And then halfway through, not even halfway through the meeting, he just, I think at the start of the meeting, he was like, yeah, it's really good. Um, I'll put out a thousand copies. And it's like, fucking sweet. That's awesome. So I always count on Naru for that. Yeah, yeah so our, our album that. is out actually on Obliteration Records. So you can, uh, if you can't come and see Wretch live, then you can definitely come and uh, you can go to the obliteration.jp website and order that shit. And you know what? You can order it on Bandcamp. You can order it from amazon.co.jp. And if you don't order it, and if you just download it illegally, then you're a fucking arsehole. Because you're not supporting the underground at all. You're just being a cunt. And like, no one gives a shit about how many sh fucking albums you've got on your stupid little hard drive. Fucking have the physical album. You want us to put out vinyl? Buy the fucking CD first. He's actually a nice guy. <laughs> we don't need to lie to the people, but he's making good yeah, points. Don't download anyone else's albums because it's not yours to download. You should fucking buy it. <laughs> All right, uh, Tom, do you want to plug something in? Uh, yeah, your Instagram where you can find your arts. Or your oh, website. You guys just put it in the credits because nobody's going to listen to me. It's okay. <laughs> well, okay, I'll plug my uh, Japanese heavy metal toilet Instagram. Join it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's not very interesting. but Lots of toilets. Yeah. Lots of toilets, if that's what you're Japanese into. Toilet, Japanese heavy toilet. Japanese heavy metal toilets. Okay. The yes. art of Japanese toilet flying. You can find Audrey's art, including her new book, uh, at Susie Gomez. Susie Kruger on Instagram. No, 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 no. Susie Gomatic. On Instagram. On Instagram, Susie Kruger with a Y and a K on um, Twitter. Yes. And Aaron, what have you done recently? Uh, <laughs> I was the in a band smug once. Face. Your smug face is terrible. Oh, that's uh, mean. I have some pretty hot takes about Iran. Uh, All right. You can find on Twitter, Tuna okay. underscore ghost. Oh, yeah. This guy loves <laughs> the troll on Twitter. You should yeah. you should watch yeah. that Aaron, train wreck. Aaron, Aaron is the man. If, you, and, if and, you're searching for someone to have, like... Uh, jokes about fucking your dad or <laughs> stuff, like, yeah. stuff like this. And thank uh, you very much for sharing the shots on uh, Facebook for those of us who aren't on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's very fucking funny sometimes. Sometimes. I see, I go down into the depths, the worst hells of the internet. Yeah, so Pull we out. don't have to. Yeah, exactly. He does. Do all the grunt work so we don't have Thank to. Thank you for being that soldier. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm as brave as any Marine. I'm going to say that right now. 
I'm a hero. I'm as brave as any 9-11 first responder. <laughs> I'm a hero, too. <laughs> you don't know what kind of <laughs> psychology... All, all right, so what are we listening to? Uh, yeah, what should we go out with? I, do Wait, want, I did want to play Mass Homicide or Temple of Vermin. Uh, oh, play Temple of Vermin, then. That's all like most death metal Yeah, song, that, that was one of, that always is. one of my favorites. And, and uh, this, this is faster, I believe. Did you speed up... Uh, which song did you speed up? Was it Temple of Vermin or was it? Uh, oh, the like the riff. Uh, you're talking about Mass Homicide again. Yeah. Mass okay, Homicide. so fine, fine people, just play the Temple of Vermin, and then also play Mass play Homicide. Two. Yes. Why not? The the okay, so the After notable all, difference, Mass Homicide. Yeah, Mass Homicide. If anybody gives a shit, the first one has a different tuning. Different tuning, different singer, right? Different guitarist as well on that. Yeah, as well. It's, that's, and that's Master Ketchum playing guitar on that. And uh, so I oh, and they, they, you guys were still tuned to E, yeah, rather than yeah. C. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that really matters. It, it you know what it does <laughs> make the a texture. difference. Yeah, it yeah. does make a difference. So buy the album and compare. You know. And then everyone walk around like crabs for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, thank you guys yeah, for... Yeah, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome. It's probably be Tom saying that. Yeah, 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 we're recording <laughs> in my house. Yeah, yeah it's, we're in his house. So I thank yeah. you, Tom, for having us. My pleasure. And, uh, let's let's go have a drink in the park. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. All right. I've already had four. Well, <laughs> I have another before I ride my bike across Tokyo. And you people... <laughs> Go outside. Get drunk. Get drunk. Uh, yeah. Park. Listen to some good music. Take out your discman and, like, <laughs> take...
Let them die! 